It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Nothing beats value parking at Melbourne Airport. Book online for the best rates at melbourneairport.com.au. Summer Breakfast on SEN. Oh yes, welcome in. A big, big week in store. Happy Monday morning to you. It's the 29th day of January. What a weekend of sport. Exciting, exhilarating. It was hard to know where to look next. And our McCafe man, your official coffee partner, has Barat Sundaration from SEN Cricket as well, who has a bit of a link with uh, the man on everyone's mind at the moment, Shamar Joseph of the West Indies, who uh, captured all our imaginations yesterday. Jonathan Lapali is going to join us, host of Survivor, of course. Another big season of Survivor is about to ensue. Questions without notice. And I want to take a heck of your calls and texts today on the open line, one 736 736 and the 40 Winks Temper, 0433981116. It was an enormous weekend of sport as I welcome you in, Mr. Kane Corns. Hello, my friend. Absolutely crazy scenes over the weekend. Couldn't believe it. It's one of the best sporting victories I've ever seen. And the question I want to ask you this morning, Sammy, and to our magnificent audience waking up to us on this, on this nice Monday, morning is, were you barracking for the West Indies or were you barracking for the Aussies? 100% I was barracking for the West Indies. <laughs> what are we doing? How could what? you not? What are we doing then? It meant so much more to them than it did to us. That's the obvious uh, comment What to are make. we doing? But I was just, I, I was enthralled by the story, what was happening. You, you, well, in my line of work, you, you just, it's natural to barrack for the story. And, and they were the story. He was the story. And if you look around at the celebrations they're piling on on the boundary line yesterday, all the Aussie <laughs> cricket team, social media team, they're all filming it and taking photos and, and documenting it. I think we're all caught up in it. I mean, and Shamar Joseph, we'll get into him throughout the morning, of course. I mean, cricket's got a new superstar on its hands. But how's the backstory from remote Guyana, two days by boat, to, to his little village there, which is a logging village. They only got the internet five years ago. <laughs> oh, it's cra- he couldn't three walk. Under, he couldn't walk yesterday And he morning. had a busted toe. <laughs> and he comes in and bowls 12 overs straight in the heat, where our fast bowls, and I wanted to get to this after 7 <laughs> o'clock, couldn't bowl more than two in a row, and that's had to go yes. off and get a drink. That was extraordinary how soft they were. But he's then gone on to say that uh, there will be times that T20s might come around and Test Cricket will be there. I will say this live. I will always be available mm-hmm. to play for the West Indies, no matter how much money comes towards me. He's he's a he's an absolute hero. Um, but they they just played with heart. They played with passion. Um, they played like they cared and yes. it meant something significant. Well, Brian Lara, and I, it was captivating. Oh, tears welling up in Brian Lara. Carl Hooper in the ABC box. I don't know if you saw the vision of that. He was a borderline inconsolable. So Shamar Joseph, a logger, a security guard. 
And he comes out and he's bowling nearly 150 kilometre hour Thunderbolts uh, yesterday. A busted toe. Three years ago, he hadn't even played with a hard cricket ball. He wasn't born when the West Indies last won here in 1997. So this is what I mean. I mean, these are the, the great stories. 350 people, uh, remote Guyana, two days by boat from the port city of New Amsterdam there. And he comes over here and takes seven for 68. And he's just had a great tour. His testimony took Steve Smith uh, with his first ball in Test Match Cricket. So what a journey he's been on. Yeah, is it uh, so? Oh four double three nine out eleven sixteen. Who who were you barracking for? Because I I was I was like you. I'm I'm not um, casting judgment here, Sammy. I was barracking for the for the West Indies. What what does it, if anything, say about our Aussie cricketers? Yeah. Is, is, is that is there a deeper underlying meaning that that they don't resonate? And we've had a lot of calls and texts on this program and others that suggest that. Or was it just a just a one off where they were just that captivating? You're barracking for the story. Uh, Test cricket needed it. The summer and the series needed it. Um, let us know your thoughts on that. And then I wake up and Yannick Sinner's won. Yep. Well, <laughs> what, were you surprised? Well, well I suppose you went to bed. He's two sets down. He didn't look anything like winning. Well, that you, you match know, last well, night. if you thought the other bloke was going to win, I mean, in the end, he he. Uh, Maybe the hours paid. I mean, he broke all sorts of record for time spent on court, uh, games played on yeah. court. Um, what I was amazed about, and maybe the reason Sinner was able to get up, was um, was the connection to, to your former coach, Mark Williams, who was who was in his box, of course. I couldn't find him. He was there. So, so I read the story in there. It was on yesterday that Choco was going to be in the box with Darren Cale. There's a photo. Is there? Well, he wasn't on TV. The so Darren, must have been. The Darren so Cale the connection. There's the box, and then there's the sub box. And he was I think there Choco's, early. I think he's, he's in the, the outer box. box. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got influence because it wasn't the first time he was there earlier in the week too. But how would the conversation go between Williams and the Italian skier, Sina? I mean, and did no, you hear him? He was definitely there though, because did you hear him sort of yell out at the end? Did the mics pick this? Did you, the mics pick Mark Williams yelling out? Um, at the end, I think we got the audio somewhere. I might get to a little bit later on, but uh, he, that was extraordinary to, to shout out. Medvedev, you are wrong. Yes, that's <laughs> right. It was words to that effect, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I had a sleepy Sunday, big day Saturday. How was your weekend? I had an excellent weekend, uh, excellent long weekend. You did the heavy lifting on Friday, Friday. Uh, with uh, Josh Jenkins and discussed a whole heap of things, which I might want to back over uh, this morning. So that was good. Saturday was quiet. Yesterday, my niece turned three, so I went down to, to Chad's place. Uh, he lives about, oh, yeah. I don't know, 40 minutes away. Uh, I saw you posted city. a little video. Of and her. she was in, incredibly cute. Yeah. So um, so that was good. Yeah, so uh, had a good weekend, Sammy. What, what, did, what did you send through on the group text uh, last night? That no, we must, nothing. That we must discuss? Oh, Masters of the Air. I caught what a bit is, of this what yesterday. Is, what is this? This is uh, the new phenomenon that's about to hit us, Can It's on Apple TV. It's $250 million they've dropped on this. They're calling it one of the greatest shows ever made. It's Spielberg. It's Hanks. It's Gary Goatsman. Ooh. And if you're familiar with Band of Brothers and those sort of uh, the Pacific, those sort of shows, these guys are back. Masters of the Air, a nine-part epic based on a book, Donald L. Miller's 2007 book. So about it's about America's bomber boys who fought the war against Nazi Germany, and they have dropped a pretty penny on this. It's it looks. I'm only early days into it, but great storyline, great cast, uh, and incredible flight flying uh, flying how, scenes. How many episodes are you in? I'm only three quarters of the way through the first one. 
but the the reviews couldn't be more gushing. I read a few uh, reviews from the critics, and they're coming for this in a big, big way. So you're telling me I'm going to have to subscribe to Apple TV now? Well, what got... I'm doing, I've I've had it, I've dropped it, I've had it, I've, oh, I know, I know. It's a disaster. It's, 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 the real lot, modern day juggling is your streaming services, isn't it? So they give you a free hit, though. Apple TV, okay. they give you a free they give episode. You one, don't they? We one. give you one free yeah. episode. <laughs> this is generous of them. So Down it's worth a trillion dollars. Yes, exactly. They give you a little little teaser and they, they back themselves in and they know you just won't be able to help yourself and you'll have to sign up. But what, I'm sure it has a free trial like all the other ones, doesn't it? Just cancel uh, within Yeah, minutes. but after after you've put your email in once, it recognises your email. So only, you can only do the free trial once. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying so you I, create I've a fake about, idea. Or I've got about eight <laughs> fake emails on Stan and then signed up to that. But yeah, I just, just signed up to Binge. Netflix is there, Prime. Oh, my goodness, it's a disaster. But uh, True Detective I've been enjoying. Oh, yeah. A couple of seasons of that on, on Binge. So that's oh. been good. And I saw uh, a live my- performance. I saw a live. Yes. I saw a live now, performance. I got some culture this. into me here, Kane. Don't worry about that. Uh, I took uh, took uh, my lovely wife and my mum and dad. Uh, well, I didn't, but it was we all organised it together to see Moulin Rouge in the city mm. uh, on Saturday night. It's about to finish. Everyone knows the story. Everyone knows the film. A huge musical. My God, I couldn't you believe. You gave it. it glowing reviews. I didn't know where to look next. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where it was safe to look. Oh boy, <laughs> boy, was there some? Yeah, so not a lot left to the imagination there. I can assure you. But uh, big noise, great. Uh, what do they call it in the theatre world? Great score, Kane. Great music. Right. Awesome. Um, such an intense show. I, was, I left it just thinking, oh my God. Are you a theatre goer? Not usually? particularly. My wife yeah. is, and she drags me off to a couple, but I was glad I went to this. And if people had seen it while it's in town, um, I, I, you'd be you'd have, you'd have be hard-pressed if you weren't entertained. It was amazing. Look so, at you bringing the reviews this morning. There's <laughs> a couple of recommendations that. there. Yeah. I'm not sure they marry out Masters of the Air <laughs> and Moulin Rouge, but uh, great restaurant too, Hazel in the CBD stuff. So any foodies out there listening this morning? That was a nice little feed as well. So I was, oh, by Sunday, very, I was just. Very busy. I was just yeah, back you're on different, the, You're a different man than this time last week. Yeah, well, this you're, is true. You're, yeah, you're, and, and I've put all the weight back on as well. That was a big, <laughs> big weekend. Probably had a couple too many cocktails downstairs uh, in that bar on Saturday night. So it meant that I was able to watch, you know, the cricket, the men's tennis final. Uh, it was a smorgasbord. The Cadell Road Race was amazing with the Kiwi Lawrence Pithy winning a, a bunch sprint from a reduced group. That was exciting as well. And the Socceroos had a game last night in the round of 16 against Indonesia and got through. So I don't know how we're going to fit it all in today. We're loaded. We will fit it in. And if you want to have your say, uh, what was your highlight over the weekend? Let us know. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 You know what else I learned on the weekend, which I already knew, but the mic is always on. Oh, yeah. He did himself a mischief. But I... <laughs> You're referring, of course, to the Lord Mayor of Perth, Basil yes. Zemplos. Thanks, Basil. Um, it was so. For those who missed this, he got himself into a bit of hot water inadvertently too, didn't he, Kane? Because and he was forced to defend himself to explain his comments over women's sport. It was it was something. Well, it was sold as a hot mic moment that really wasn't. So he was accused of calling the Australian Open's women's final that mm-hmm. was coming up on the Saturday night a reserve game before a press conference. Now, he'd gathered for a press. Now, all the all the mics are there. Most of them are on. So he thought he couldn't be that stupid, surely. So he was asking a, a journalist, which was Michael Genovese from Channel 9 over there in Perth, if the tennis is on tonight. And he said, yes, it's a, it's a women's match. And he said, oh, it's a reserves game then. So that's why everyone thought, what? How can mm. you say mm. that? But what he was talking about was he'd already asked Michael if he was reading the news tonight, and he said yes. 
and then he was up against the women's tennis, head-to-head. So he was the reserves game, exactly. not the tennis. So Basil was saying, from experience, when you're reading the news up against a big sporting event, you are the reserves. The reserves. That's what he was saying. And, it, and look, he got smashed, and it was a oh. real insight into modern culture, I guess, and social media and the fact that everyone has an instant platform to have their say. Don't I mean, pile they, on straight away, though. They, but but they, they came from everywhere. And look, I, I thought Basil was you know, quite well-liked and, and well-respected. Certainly, he's been incredibly pleasant any time I've met him or dealt with him. And I, I see him as a... You know, a full a full professional really with with what he's been able to achieve but they came from everywhere and you can you can understand the angst and why but when you do get the full explanation when you get the extra added 30 seconds on the vision that we hadn't seen his explanation makes sense and I I, I do believe him but the fascinating part was everyone's how quick they were to yeah. rush. I mean, but isn't what, that... before Twitter, what did you do? Where did you have your say? You, could, you couldn't just go online and you have to write a letter to the editor. I mean, or, or go on, I don't know, one of the, the blogs on, on the internet before Twitter. But now everyone has that and everyone has the ability to go viral regardless of how big your following or your platform is. So, yeah, it was, it was fascinating. Um, and maybe by the time he did explain it, probably half an hour later... Yeah, the bolted. Largely the, the damage had been done. Yeah, and I, I felt for him, to be honest. And you're right, because people just love to be outraged now, and they love to be outraged quickly. So the pylon was extraordinary. It just beg a belief he could say that. So I, I, And even when he played the audio in full, I just felt in the moment he didn't explain himself that well. So even watching the audio in full, you'd be forgiven for thinking he's talking about women's tennis. But mm. at the same time, I completely buy his explanation. And it makes more sense. I think most people did anyway. But you're right. Modern society on social oh. media, it was a tsunami, an absolute tsunami. Hey, there was another tsunami as well in town here over the weekend. It was Tom Brady, the you GOAT. Broke, you broke this story. Oh, well, the Carlton involvement. Yes. Yeah, well, they tried to get him in front of the players, and that hasn't quite worked out. But uh, the Luke Sayers connection with with the chairman there, and um, they had the chat with Michael Voss. So this is after Robbie Williams, another overseas ambassador, signs on at the Blues. But the best part, though, was Diesel. Did you see Diesel? <laughs> Greg Williams uh, introduced himself and says, I was the quarterback of the AFL. <laughs> I thought that was excellent. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Imagine, like, meeting Tom Brady and you're trying to work out what you're going to say. You don't want to make a fool of yourself. <laughs> you don't want to be awkward. And he just goes up and says that. <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. But um, I did see Michael Voss got a hug from Tom Brady and uh, Tom Brady threw the Building ball to Michael Voss Building. in the crowd. I'm very jealous of the Blues. Like They are star heaven. They, just attra- they attract yes. the stars. Although they can't stop getting players injured in the preseason. No, that's a that's an issue. Yeah, that that's is an big, issue. That's a big that issue. That is an issue that will not go away. Yeah, so they got, right. they got Tom Brady and the connection and another star. But they also lost a much-loved player for, for 12 months. Yep. Seems like they lose one every preseason. Um, which, I mean, and you might say, oh, Jack Silvani's not that important to them. But I reckon he, I reckon he is important oh, no, to no. them. Yeah. Yeah. He belo- he's, his influence belies the numbers exactly. for sure. Um, you asked Test Cricket, who are you going for yesterday, the West Indies or, or Australia? Test Cricket was the winner, says this texter. It's exactly what Test Cricket needed. Everyone talking about it was great to watch. Morning, guys, says Dean. I was definitely for the Windies yesterday, but I was barracking for Test Cricket mainly. 
The more competition in test cricket means it's far more interesting and the game needs more than just the big three. Mm. It was great. And Chris, for me, every Australian fan watching on TV or at the game would have had a smile on his or her face with the result yesterday. It was great for cricket. Talking about the big three, though, India and England turned on their own spectacular performance as well. The Poms got it done. Holly Pope, 196, if Where you don't mind. Where did come from that, as well? That was unbelievable. And then they had their own debutante story as well. They had a, a spinner take seven for um, over there to, to get them to victory. And um, Ben Stokes has said it's their their greatest triumph in his time as, as English captain. So 1-0 England over there in India. Extraordinary. Yeah. So India make 436 in their first innings in India. I don't have the numbers with me. Barat might uh, be able to tell us, but not many teams would have won that. No, they were 190 behind, were they not, on first innings. So to yeah. turn it around, uh, I'm not... Yeah, we'd have to get that. That wouldn't have, well, rarely, if ever happened. I wouldn't there, have so. thought so. Not, not in India. And I just thought that was going to be a whitewash, and we were all for it. I mean, we love beating India and England, but we particularly love beating England. And to see them get smashed on the first day or two, we were sort of all for it. And they've come back with an extraordinary victory. It was a crazy weekend of sport, I've got to say. Mm, it was. Uh, even crazy. a whole lot about Tom Morris hitting a double ton as well. Oh, we're my a lot goodness, of what about that? <laughs> Tom Morris hit 203, not out. Give anyone else a bat, Tom? <laughs> Unbelievable, Tommy. <laughs> Him and his partner both made 203. Yeah, there were none for and 400 and something. No right. one else got a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Saw off the new ball and then went on with it. Uh, uh, Yannick Sinner winning uh, last night over Daniil Medvedev came from two sets to love down the, the Mark Williams influence uh, clear off the text here. Sinner was warming up with tennis balls with red lines on them. Uh, the Choco influence going <laughs> the through. Sh- the Sharon that and Choco's doing. You know that Choco's got a hold of him if uh, Yannick Sinner can do hook, uh, do hook turns in the city of Melbourne. That's, that's also his expertise as well. So keep your texts coming through. Just as we get to our first break, there's one thing I couldn't get my head around with the cricket yesterday. Steve Smith, as amazing as he was, and the kahunas that it took for him at nine for to hit a ramp shot for six, extraordinary. And he needed the runs and he got the runs, carried his bat for 91. And I think he would have gone on to hit the winning runs if he didn't do something that left me perplexed for a long time. Why did he keep giving the tail enders a couple of balls and over? So he was giving Josh Hazelwood two balls and over, or thereabouts, every Mm -hmm. over, to survive. Now, you think it's only two balls, but you're unbeaten on 91 or 90. And you've got a guy like Shamar Joseph looking like he's going to take a wicket with every ball. Why would you expose your 9, your 10, your 11 to a couple of balls and over? Well, I've got some thoughts on this. After the strategy of Steve Smith, for as good as he was, like yeah, yeah, eventually he's going to have to get up the other end to face the next over, Steve. So it's either... It's either you face the hole over and then on the last ball of the over, they bring the field up and you try and hit a boundary or you Gilly try and was hit saying a three to get, coverage. get back on, on strike. So th- they have to be exposed for one or two balls. But I, I thought he was far too late to get going. I, I didn't think he read the writing on the wall. Well, they don't I, I have to be had... exposed though. They don't have to be exposed. You can wait until the fifth ball and try and nick a single. I mean, at least at least try with that approach. But, and if I mean, then fa- it's but if yeah, you I fail, know then I know they, the prospect of them facing a hole over more so than two balls. But he's Steve Smith and he's unbeaten on 90. He's hitting ramp shots for six. I, over his, I, I mean, my criticism he's seeing it pretty well. My criticism was more on how long it took him to get going and how long it took him to push the tempo. I mean, when you're 
five, six down. Alex Carey goes out. All right, Steve, let you're the you're the, you're mm. the batsman that's in. Let let's start making. I mean, your Cummins run. was coming off a fifty in the first inning, so I mean they do bat deep, but yeah, it's just with Hazelwood, it's it's surprising. Anyway, uh, just an observation from yesterday. You can make yours one three hundred seven three six seven three six forty wings temper oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Huge show to get through. Just as well that we're powered by Kubota because for more than forty years they've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Summer Breakfast on SEN. Yeah, just a couple off the text as well. Basil's situation proves we're living in the age of the perpetually offended. That's from Andrew and Thurguna. And the best one, says this texter, about the weekend is it marks the end of the cricket and tennis season. Bring on the footy. Indeed it does. Kane, and you saw... You watched your own. Uh, you didn't mention the Lakers and the Warriors earlier. You got good oh. value there, double overtime. My, my goodness. Well, yeah, that, that was crazy. So LeBron and Steph Curry just going nuts, double overtime. Steph hit what looked to be the game winner. LeBron went up the other end, got fouled, and shot a couple of clutch free throws for a much-needed Lakers win. There was some drama in the NBA over the weekend as well after Philadelphia. They were coming up against the reigning champions, Denver Nuggets and Joel Embiid and, yep. and Jokic are the two favourites for the MVP. And uh, they sat out. So all the best Philly players sat. So load management has been a hot topic over there in the NBA. They've, they've been smashed for doing that. But so. this is an ongoing thing with Joel Embiid. He hasn't played the Nuggets for, uh, I want to say, a handful of years, and that's when they always hold up the missing person. If anyone's <laughs> so seen Joel call, Embiid. Yeah, call the kids Call the cops. He's been unbelievable, but his performances in playoffs in recent years has been questioned, hasn't won a title as well, and then uh, chose to not play, or whether he had a serious injury, we don't know, but there's questions yep. over that. So that happened as well. What do you think about uh, tennis's plan to speed up tennis? So Craig Tiley has said that uh, they're looking at a couple of things, including yeah. just playing the let court. So serve usually let let court. You get the serve back as long as the serve goes in. Um, does it need it? Just, well, it I, don't, I don't watch the t- well, tennis. I think it, I reckon it does. I think right. it's a bit monotonous and a bit repetitive, and the fact that we don't see. Any variety now in tennis. Everyone's got a double-handed backhand. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a big forehand. Everyone's got a huge serve. No one serves in volleys, albeit Sinner was pretty crafty the way that he got back in the match last night. So I think it does. And he's also looking at the, the shot clock. So the 25-second yep. serving shot clock came in to try and speed things up. But he thinks it's slowed it down because maybe everyone is using the 25, whereas previously they just would have served when... When they are ready. So the, the question is, after watching the Australian Open, and look, the crowds were enormous. Over a million people yeah. went in um, uh, at Melbourne Park for the main draw, which is record-breaking, of course, extra day. But does tennis need to be sped up? And is it, are you like me? Like, I can, you can easily just miss half an hour of a tennis match and then go back and revisit, mm. check the scores, find mm. out where things are at. We'll throw it out there. one three hundred seven three six seven three six In the NFL, it's Conference Championship Day today What's as happening? well, of course, so it's going to keep coming. Uh, Jevy's in Parkdale. He wanted to talk about the NFL. How are you there, Jevy? Morning, boys. It's Jevy from the 100K. How are we? Hey, good, Jevy. mate. Good. What's going on? Kane, I'm that excited for Championship Weekend. we got the NFC. You and me could play quarterback for this game. San Fran versus the Lions. Who you got in this game, Kane? Uh, San Fran win this, Jevy, comfortably. I know, I know you're a big Brock Purdy man. I'll take the lines and the points, and we'll have a Mars Valor game. What do you reckon? 
Definitely have a Mars bar on it. And what about the other game? Because you've been all over the Chiefs, but I'm I'm saying Baltimore <laughs> win this in Baltimore. Who you got? I, I thought you might say Baltimore. <laughs> Kane, you never, ever bet against Pat Mahomes. You know this. I'm all over the Chiefs and Mahomes. Starts in about half an hour. I've never been more excited. Good on oh, you, Jimmy. A couple, couple of Mars bars there. Appreciate you calling in. And Sammy, Tim- who- Yes, Who Jeffy. Uh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll take you all there, Jeffy. You're speaking with great conviction at the moment. I, I couldn't possibly go against you. In fact, I'll be scared to. So I'm with you, Jeffy, all the way. Anything we can uh, hit Kane up and make him eat a couple of Mars yeah. bars would be good for him. Yeah. Uh, Tim and Peter, sit tight. We'll get to you after the news, I promise, if you would be patient enough for that. Just as we get to the, the headlines, this text from Ash sums up the thoughts, I reckon, of a lot of mums and dads yesterday. My seven-year-old found it really hard with me celebrating every West Indies wicket <laughs> as I explained that it's okay to go for the underdogs. But then I said such behaviour is never allowed in the AFL <laughs> barracking against your own team. <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? it dad, was a cr- but, Dad, don't we go for the throat here, Dad? <laughs> no, no, son. No, no, no daughter. We we don't. We we, we give a sucker an even chance, but not in, not in the footy. Uh, the 40 weeks temper text flying along, 043390. 1116, the all-new Temper Pro. It's the most adaptive mattress ever. Temper, mattresses like no other.